0: Welcome to episode 126. I'm Sabrina Lynn and this is Rewilding. Sexual energy. What a topic and what an exploration this turned out to be. Really deep, really reflective, almost a journey to go on as you step into this podcast, as you step into this conversation, an invitation to treat it as a journey, like a journey into your own relationship to your own sexual energy and just being open, being curious, being open around what arises, what inspires you, what maybe even triggers you, what thoughts come, what feels come, what almost like what calls you. So I invite you to go through this feeling into, is there something in here that calls you to further explore it or calls you or moves you in a way? Um, Yeah, that would be what I would suggest as you walk into this particular episode. I also wanna give a shout out to Living Reunion members, the men and women going through The three-month living reunion program, sexual energy was our exploration this week, and it's what inspired this conversation. So just a shout out to them and a huge thank you and deep gratitude to those who are um, exploring this and bringing really and truly bringing this topic and this conversation to you publicly here in a podcast. Um, So a lot of gratitude to them. Also, gratitude to those in our Facebook group. So this topic, this conversation was recorded live in our Facebook group. If you're not a member of our Facebook group and you might like to be in on the lives or have conversations around podcasts, join us. Just search Rewilding for Women, Sabrina Lynn on Facebook and you'll find you'll find where we record it live. You'll find our group and it's beautiful. It's a really beautiful heart-centered, soul-centered group. And you're more than welcome to join us also two retreats that support sexual energy one is persephone retreat so if you are interested in doing some of the embodiment work or going into a bit of a deeper journey not a bit of a deeper journey a much deeper experiential journey than is just this podcast conversation There are two retreats that we have currently available at the time of this release and one on its way out. The two are Persephone as a retreat and the other one is Sexual Healing and Awakening. So there's actually a retreat that we've done called Sexual Healing and Awakening. Both are online and can be done at any time from anywhere in the world and you can find them at rewildingforwomen.com. The third one that's coming out is also linked to sexual energy, and that's Lilith. So, working with the Lilith archetype, similar to Persephone, they're not just about working with sexual energy, but both of those particular archetypal energies, goddess energy, Shaktis, divine feminine aspects, bring us into our, our sexual energy in different ways. So, just offerings to feel into if. Sexual energy, if something arises in you in this conversation, or if it's just something that you're feeling called to explore deeper, those are some options. And again, they're just on our website, rewildingforwomen.com. Okay, um, I am sending you so much love for this conversation, for this podcast, for your like mini journey through uh, what you're about to step into. Enjoy sexual energy, the fullness of sexual energy the healing of sexual energy, the cultivating of sexual energy, the coming into right relationship for ourselves, uniquely, individually, with our own sexual energy, with other sexual energy, with sexual energy out in the world. I could talk about this for probably four years and still not run out of things to talk about. Um, I have been working in this realm for, since I was 15 years old, maybe younger, or really. The guy was that girl who really pushed the edges around what is, is culturally been placed on top of me around my sexuality versus what is healthy, true expression of sexuality. Um, I won't go into my history. I want to talk just about what I can share with you all around your own sexual energy and i want to give i wrote i wrote six i said five practices um, to heal cultivate and harness your own sexual energy and shift your relationship to sexual energy so you know sometimes we hear about and this is a quick reflection question. And for those of you, Barbara, I could listen for four years. Oh, my God. I would rather stick a fork in my eye than listen to myself for four years. But I love you, woman. I literally can never listen to recordings of anything that I ever do because um, I've, I've like it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Um, so here's a quick reflective question around our own relationship to sexuality, just coming into this conversation, whether it's on the podcast or it's here on the live or it's YouTube or somewhere else, just feeling what were your feels around it? What, what, what like sexual energy was it like? Yes, I know that there's so much more, or shit, this might trigger me, this might take me somewhere, I don't know about this. And I would love for this conversation to gift you as much as possible. And in order for it to gift you as much as possible, I'm going to invite us to be in a really open-minded, receptive state. Also a very compassionate state. So we're going to walk into some territory and some of us have very tricky, intricate, multi-layered relationships to sexual energy. And for some of us, it's Um, it's painful. For some of us, it's grief-filled. For some of us, it's rage-filled. For some of us, it's confusing. And so the more that we can have this compassion for self, but be courageous to walk into this territory and and be courageous to to be honest with ourselves, the more we'll get out of this. So just that invitation as always, right? We're always diving into the unknown and the um, the unconscious and but for this one especially, I just I want to hold that compassion piece and I want to hold us with love. I want to hold you with love, me with love, everyone who ever touches into this with, with love as we walk into this territory. So um, I remember, I'm going to go into principle number one. I'm going to kind of dive, dive right in. I remember in my very early 20s, someone saying to me, your sexual energy is, is yours. Something along those lines. I'm trying to f- remember the words, but it was like the cultivation of your sexual energy is your responsibility. And now I'm not saying that that's right or that's wrong. This is just our doorway in. I remember saying your pleasure is dependent on your relationship to, to your own sexual energy. Your capacity to be turned on is your relationship to your sexual energy, and I also remember hearing a lot of things in working in some of these realms around. This energy is yours. This energy is yours. The energy that's r- roaring through you right now, or opening up in you, or is feeling like you're turned on, or you, you're you're coming alive, or you're feeling sexual. It's yours. it's yours. It's yours. It's your. It's your. It's the energy that is innately running through you. It's yours. So this is the first practice if we're going to give like five of the best practices that I can give you and I shouldn't say best I want to say five of like the best foundational practices right if we were working together in a retreat or in living reunion it's a different story because we can build on on this and go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper so I'm not going to say they're the best practices but they're the best that I can give you on this sort of public forum platform foundational level that we're talking on don't get me wrong they're going to be good they're not like intro like sex 101 they're good um so this real and this is coming back to this reflective space now again is this real space of owning owning our sexual energy and and not from like an owning grasping manipulating clinging on to it but standing in it standing with it it's It is not other than me. It is not someone else's responsibility to invoke it in me. That's a big one. That's a big one. That might've been a truth bomb. It is not someone else's responsibility to invoke it in me. That hit me like a ton of bricks. Yes, that is glorious. That is glorious when when I can dance, right, and make love, and you can play with sexual energy, and it can be invoked in you, and you can invoke it in another, right, and, and, and yes, but it's way more than that, and, and that's where I want to kind of bring us to is, is opening up the door to sexual energy is so much more, so even for me, and I've been studying this like intimately embodying this teaching this for 20 years right even for me there is more there's more there's more we're talking about the very like energetics of the essence of life the energetics of, of what it is that creates, like creates, it is the creative essence in me. It is, to me, it is my life force. It is, it is quite literally like a fountain of youth. Working with sexual energy, my body, is like fountain of youth energy. Fountain of youth energy. Y'all wanna not get wrinkles and not get gray hair and stay young forever? Work with your sexual energy. <laughs> but, but this, like expanding our minds, sexual energy is not sex. That is like one, one millionth of what sexual energy is. And so I've, I've just this invitation to allow our minds to be blown a little bit, allow ourselves to expand that. And I shared a quote on Instagram and I think I shared it here in our Facebook group too, if you're watching this in our Facebook group. Um, if you're not hanging out with me on Instagram, I think you should. It's fun over there. Um, but anyways, so I shared this quote of something along the lines of there is nowhere that my sexual energy does not touch. I think I shared this too in the Facebook group. And if you're not a part of the Facebook group and you're watching this later, you should come hang out with us there too. It's fun there too. But there is nowhere that my sexual energy does not touch. There is nowhere that my relationship to my own sexuality does not influence. Um, There's nowhere in my life that my relationship to my own sexual energy does not influence. That's, that's, that's a, those are big ballsy words right those are big ballsy words and you do not have to agree with those words at all i love i love healthy skepticism i love i love healthy conversation around it i'm not going to get into a conversation around it. it's kind of something to just ruminate on and to feel into and if someone would have told me that 10 years ago i would have said you're out of your fucking mind i pff, garbage garbage um Anyways, we'll, we'll kind of move on, but let me wrap up this first point in this first practice, this first point, first practice, let me make it tangible. It's can we move into a place where our sexual energy is, is one, it's, it's our own. It's our own, right? Like That is massive in itself. It is our own. It is our own. My sexual energy is my own, right? not that i can't share it not that it can't be invoked by another but it is mine and to cultivate that relationship this loving relationship this reverent relationship with sexual energy is so powerful and so profound this kind of leads me into number 2 but let me finish on this is can we start to cultivate a relationship with raw pure essence of sexual energy raw pure Essence of sexual energy, not sexual energy with an image placed on top of it, or an experience placed on top of it, or um, a definition placed on top of it. Can we do what it takes? What practices were we're called to explore, how we're called to explore, how we're called to meditate, how we're called to move or dance, or you know, even sit in stillness and just observing and witnessing sexual energy. From a place of its raw, pure essence. Like, get to the essence of it. Get to the essence of it. Get to the essence of it. And can you start to find a relationship that is in reverence to it? In like a reverent relationship. I know I'm asking a lot. I know. I know I'm asking a ton. Given the culture we live in. Given the family systems that we grew up in. Given all of the the stuff in our societies around sexuality this is asking a lot Um, okay so let me weave into number two number two is with compassion and with radical honesty but with compassion self-inquiry self self self-inquiry in a radically honest way in a radically honest way this just weaves right in from from number one from practice one feeling into okay well, do i have a reverent relationship with sexual energy well what's there when i start to feel into my own sexual energy does shame arise does um patterned nervous system expression arise does some sort of expectation arise does i feel this and i automatically go here right i feel turned on in some way, and I automatically go here, or it automatically has to represent this. How much am I on autopilot around my sexuality? How programmed? I I know that when I was in my teens, and my early 20s, I was like a program robot around sexuality. And it was, I had no idea, uh, because I didn't cultivate the relationship to my body, to that energy in my body, right? It was just, I would feel turned on and it would be, oh, this must mean this. Or I get turned on. The only outlet of expression that I know is the thing that turned me on. I should express with that. what, what? Again, that's like one one millionth of the possibilities and the potentialities and the expressions of sexual energy. So this compassion for self, compassion for our family systems, compassion for the world around us, but being radically honest, being radically honest with self and being okay to go, I have a shit relationship with sexual energy. I, I, I don't understand it. I get uncomfortable with it. I feel like I'm a clenched up robot with it. Um, it's not something that is connected to love or life for me. It's something that's very compartmentalized. Um, I have programming from my religion around it. I have um, shame and guilt and all of those things, right? And it's so finding the spaces, finding the sort of self-reflective practices, the internal inquiry practices around it that, that help us with compassion and with love that help us to shine a light, to shine a light on 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 it. So, so and and with that, you know, this curiosity, walking into it with curiosity. Okay, there's there's got to be more. But I'm curious. What's here now? I'm I'm curious. Like what's what what kind of programming is limiting me? What What kind of beliefs or what kind of emotional blocks are limiting me? So that's number two. Now, I love number two, but I hate number two. I'll tell you why. Love number two because it brings insights, it brings, it shines a light. But I hate number two because it's so mental, typically. So number three is embodied, embodied. Sexual energy is embodied. Sexual energy is linked to feminine, right? Feminine, soulful right? If, if you feel into feminine-based paths, typically this is just, I'm making broad stroke generalizations and you can light me up if you want to, but that's, these are just very broad generalizations. Feminine paths are typically, right? Typically feminine practices, feminine paths are typically inclusive of the body, inclusive of emotion, inclusive of the body, inclusive of sexuality. Many more traditional, older, masculine paths are exclusive of our spirit, other than matter. Feminine-based paths are spirit in matter, right? Spirit in my sexual energy. Um, I don't know why I just went off on that tangent. <laughs> I've got to weave the divine in, right? I've got to weave the divine. I know we're talking about sexual energy, but how can I not weave spirit and soul and the divine into all of this? So. So now we start to talk about sacred sexuality. We start to talk about like sacred prostitute. And there's lots of videos on YouTube that I've just done on that. So if like that's something that you're, you know, like, ah, like if you're on YouTube, you'll see links up and down to to dive further into sacred sexuality and like the archetypal energy of sacred prostitution and all of that. But let's let me come back here (laughs) Um, and really talk about embodiment so so when we're working with sexual energy and self-inquiry great great love it but now it's body knowing body gnosis right my yoni knows this My womb, my cervix knows it. I can have cervical orgasms, not because I read a book, not because I did mental inquiry, but because my body is experiencing it. My body is doing it. And so if we're going to explore sexual energy and we're going to do it properly and fully, we've got to experience it. It's an experiential gnosis. It's an embodiment gnosis. It's working with it it's getting in the body. It's working with pleasure. It's working with breath and movement and sound and letting that that energy move through our bodies. Not just analyzing, you know, what are the my pleasure principles and taking all these quizzes and you know and then analyzing, well what blocks me in my sexuality. That's great to know all of that. That however hasn't changed your nervous system typically. It hasn't changed your body. It hasn't changed your sexual organs. It hasn't changed how much that juice can flow through you. It hasn't changed how much you can, um, your capacity to experience pleasure. So now this moves me into point number three. Are we on three? We're on three. We're on point three. Um, So this is finding our edges. So this will be point three and four. Finding our edges. Finding our edges. Where is your... So there's two edges I want to talk about. This will be point three and point four. Point three, and for those of you who are in living reunion and working, we're working with sexual energy this week, we worked with both of these. We worked with both of them. One is typically considered more feminine. One is typically considered more masculine, although I kind of want to throw those out the window because I I don't like it being masculine feminine man woman I hate it it drives me crazy it drives me crazy so let's just throw that out the window and I'm going to talk about it from like grassroots level so point number three finding our edge and it's what is my current capacity to allow and we'll use the word pleasure in replace of sexual energy because I think for us that's Sexual energy doesn't necessarily have to be pleasurable. right? That's an expression of sexual energy. So sexual energy could be creative feeling. Sexual energy could be, like I said, fountain of youth energy. This starts to get into sex transmutation. I think we have a video on that. If we do, we'll put links all over the place so you can find that. Um, but I don't wanna go into that. I want, um, there's this really funny like, edginess that comes in or just like I want to get the claws out the fangs out around sex transmutation because then I I start to get really wild about the manipulation of it from an ego place like I am egoically going to manipulate my sexual energy or someone else's sexual energy to fulfill my egoic desires or to get what I want or to manifest shit on my vision board. And I start to get, right? <laughs> this is my like advocacy for sacred sexuality and just authentic, full, divine expression of it from a true, true, full, big, soulful place. Anyways, that's a whole nother topic that I won't go into. So, if we're just going to use the expression of sexual energy as pleasure, right? Again, it doesn't have to be that, but we'll just use that. It's finding where is our edge with the amount of pleasure we can move through our body. Right? Just And again, this is a great moment to just reflect like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I can roll pleasure through my body. I don't know what my relationship is with pleasure, but if we're linking in this moment, anyways, we're linking pleasure, orgasmic pleasure, ecstasy with sexual energy. Then we start to go, okay, where's my, what's my current capacity for that? What's my, what's my current capacity? And literally your nervous system has a capacity. It has a capacity. We all have a capacity and it's working to expand that capacity, if that's what we want, if we want to cultivate, if, and by the way, this is extraordinarily healing too. So healing, cultivating, harnessing, all that, they're all very, very interlinked. But if we want to cultivate our capacity to, to express sexual energy, to embody sexual energy, to allow it to move through our systems, we have to work on that. It's a practice. It's, it's, a, it's like a pleasure practice and you'll see tons of things out there around pleasure practices, but it's working that edge. So number three is the embodiment, the expression of sexual energy. And again, it doesn't just have to be pleasure, right? You could go through it with Fountain of Youth. You could tap into sexual energy in your body and go, okay, There's my sexual energy, and then go, okay, if I was gonna feel into the aspect of my sexual energy that is fountain of youth, okay? Now I feel into my sexual energy as youthful, like as youthful energy, and then I allow that, and I invite that to just roll through the whole of my being, right? I allow it to bathe my cells. I allow it to move through the whole of my being right? What's our capacity for that? Where's our edge? Where's our, how, how long can you stay present to it? How uncomfortable do you get, right? Do you feel weird? Do you feel awkward? Do you feel, right? All of those things. It's like, so finding our edge, you know, you're still, you're, this is all self-inquiry, but it's embodied self-inquiry. So that was number three. Now I want to flip that. So that's the embodiment and the expression and the movement of sexual energy through our beings and now i want to flip it and i want to move to the observing witnessing sexual energy so instead of being the embodiment of sexual energy and letting it move through it's now shifting i mean you could call this Masculine-based practice. Again, I don't like those terms because then we go into man and woman. We all have these capacities. But then if we were to move into masculine practice, what could be considered masculine practice, let's call it witness practice. Witness practice. Um, so hard to work with psyches. I'm just feeling like all the minds and the brain's going like, <laughs> but it's the ob- observation. Right, it's the, uh, I remember a partner of mine many, 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 many years ago, and he was like, my pleasure is derived from your pleasure. My pleasure, I get more pleasure from your pleasure than I get from my own pleasure. That's masculine-essenced, or that's witness-essenced, where it's, it's, it is, I would rather observe it, right? Witness it, be the invoker of it, you know, be the one to um, invoke your pleasure, move your pleasure through your body, like the director of your pleasure, than the one who is the embodiment of it and letting it move through, right? So (laughs) now it's working that edge, so we're still in the realms of working the edge. Point number three, the one that we just spoke about, was what is your edge of your capacity to move it through our bodies and stay with it. We stay present to it. Our ability to allow it to move through every aspect of our being, every layer, even through our emotional being, through our mental realms, through all the different realms. It's not just part of body. And then, um, Jillian, I love this. Oh my God, this is me. I like to witness fuck yeah, woman. Thank you for saying that. And this is why I like throwing away masculine and feminine and man and woman because we all have it. And so this is an opportunity here. Just a quick reflective question. I'll kind of break out of soliloquy and whatever lecturing and, and just give us this brief pause to go, okay, do I, where, what is my preference? Do I prefer to be the the embodiment and to have the energy rolling through me or do I prefer to like witness it to watch it like my pleasure I get more pleasure from from another's pleasure or, or or and and a lot of times it's it's getting more pleasure from another's pleasure and and it's because I've created that container or that space. I've created that atmosphere. We go back into, you know, I've done lots of videos on this too and we'll put links to these things too, but um, masculine as atmosphere, right? As, as I'm creating the space for all of that energy to move, right? I'm, I'm the orchestra, what do you call that? The, 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 the orchestra person, right? Like, and, and then you, like you're the instrument, you know, do you want to be the instrument or do you want to be the player of the instrument? Do you want to be the energy rolling through you or do you want to be the atmosphere around holding? So Brooke, I love it. I'm a firm both. Yes. I love this. I, I, I love and honor both. And for me, like, I love, I love both. I have a preference though. I very much prefer to be. This is me though, right? We all are so different. So just because I'm about to share this does not mean that, oh shoot, I should I should shift my authentic inner nature. Your authentic inner nature is already written in you. It's already written it's it's written on your heart. It's written on it's written in your being. It's already written there. The blueprint is already there. So these things. That Like, sure, maybe they shift or they change, but but it's it's about us just, right, that, like, I'm cool to be me. Like, I'm so cool to be me. Um, but for anyone who's been hanging out for a while, anytime I speak about sexuality, I think I, I'm always referring, like, I can do both, I love both, but I much prefer being the embodiment. Much prefer being the embodiment. But much prefer. Much. It's just me, though. That's my blueprint. It's not to say... Um, that I'm not good at both. It's not to say that I don't totally love both or or I'm not gifted by being in a witness, facilitator, orchestra player, instrument player role by any means. Um, okay, so finding our edge. So if we're in witness, let me wrap this piece up. So if we're in witness, it's finding... <laughs> where i cannot stay present to where i can't stay present to so this is the practice is being able to stay present longer being present right you are not playing porn in your head you are not in some past experience you are not none of that you are fucking in the moment right you are in the moment so this could be point number five point number five is Enough not being present, enough skating out into some other fucking space when we're naked, when we're expressing sexual energy, when we're observing sexual energy. Can we stop placing something on top of it, right? Can we stop placing a porn um, scene on top of it? Can we stop placing a past wounded, traumatic experience on top of it. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't healing to do around stuff like that at all. At all. I have walked through years of sexual healing. I have watched men and women walk through years of sexual healing. I fucking honor it. And it is a, it is a thing. So do not get me wrong. I am not saying like that. We cannot, and we should not revere past experiences we, or, or, or even unconscious stuff that we're holding that we don't even know about. So that's another wild aspect is sometimes our sexuality and our, the limitations of our sexuality don't even come from experiences in this life. Those are the trippy ones. Those are the trippy ones where it's like, whoa, it's actually a karmic thing I've walked in with or it's actually I've absorbed this from my mother's womb I've absorbed this from my ancestral DNA I've absorbed sexual trauma or sexual limitation that have led to sexual limitations that are not from this life those are trippy so that's something to just feel into like I remember when I was what was that 30 maybe 28 um, I'm not sure something around those lines um, Someone pointing that out to me and going, what? Um, And it was extraordinarily liberating because it opened a door um, and allowed me to go into places where I didn't think I had healing to do because of all the other stories and experiences that I've heard. Like, who the fuck am I to say I need sexual healing when I don't have nearly what these traumatic stories are that I've heard, like who who am I to even assume that 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 I that that I, right? Can you feel that energy? But but there was a lot that I had to do, a lot that I had to do, and it was absorbed womb stuff. It was family stuff. It was past life stuff. For me, that's how it showed up. Um, so just kind of opening up that door too to. to to allow us all to go beyond. I know I've shared this in retreats and workshops often, and it's like a big epiphany moment for a lot of people. Like, oh my God, like it's okay for me to, to know or to sense or to feel like that there's something here, but I don't have a story for it. I don't have an experience in this life. And here's what I want to share. You don't need one. You don't need to have a traumatic sexual experience in this life to have sexual trauma, to have limitations on your relationship to your sexuality. You don't need one. You don't need one. Most of us have just absorbed it. Most of us have walked in with it. Most of us have gotten it from the womb. We've gotten it from past life experience. We've just absorbed the collective shit that we sit in around sexual energy. So I want to share that because that... I oftentimes see that as just being this epiphany moment in retreats of like, oh my god, thank God, right? Okay, um, so let me feel where were we at? We were at witness, and we were at finding the edge. We were talking about placing other things on top. We said number four was to be present to the moment. Be present to the moment. You become a profoundly. I don't even know what the word is. Lover an amazing lover. When you are so in the moment, right? You are fully in the moment, fully here. And it's not even making love, right? You could be creating, like I make love to the world all of the time. I make love to my creative. Project. I'm kind of making love right now. Right? I am so here. I am so here, I am so in this energy, I am so with you. I'm not out with the snow that's happening outside. I'm not thinking about my dog downstairs. I'm not thinking about, I'm here, right? And, And that is a huge practice, a huge practice in itself is to be so fully here in nakedness, in creation, in pleasure, in vulnerability, in shame in grief in all of it to just be in it to be in it um okay oh i could go on that for a really long time uh so that's four i said five i've got many more um let's go with maybe that was six i don't even know three and four i think that was five this will be six um Actually, I'm not sure that I wanna share that one as six. Let me just feel, hmm. um. How can you, this is six, how can you give yourself permission to explore more? How can you um, find a way to honor and to revere sexual energy to stop putting it in a container of this is not important. My relationship to my sexual energy is not that important. It doesn't affect my health. It doesn't affect my youthfulness. It doesn't affect my energy level. It doesn't affect my relationship. It doesn't affect the way that I parent my kids. It doesn't affect my career. It doesn't affect the way that I um, show up in the world. It doesn't affect my capacity to be present. It doesn't what can you do in this moment to go actually it kind of affects everything actually like the degree to which your sexual energy is liberated and free and alive and open and awakened and not judged and not shamed and not stuffed in a corner is the degree to which your health is right like how can you cultivate a relationship how how can you give yourself permission to fucking go there right like what is it that that you need to be told around the importance of this and how much this will change your life. This will literally change every aspect of your life. It will change every aspect. It changed every aspect of my life. I watch it change all of the men and women who I work with around sexual energy and their relationship to it. I watch it change all- everything. It touches everything, everything. Everything, it touches my capacity to be here with you like this. It touches my capacity to be this much full of juice and this much, people ask me like, Sabrina, why do you have so much energy? Because I have a really great relationship to my sexual energy. I didn't always, I didn't always. I had a horrific relationship to my sexual energy. Horrific, right? Like if this is my fullness. I was like, (laughs) meh, (laughs) meh, meh that was my relationship to my sexual energy, right? It was there and it was robotic. It was limited. It was robotic. And, and it, yeah. So that's my point number six. And it's just really this, where are you called, right? Like where are you called? What can you do around, around your relationship to sexual energy? Because really this is us not just inviting ourselves to come into right relationship or next highest relationship to our own sexual energy it's coming into next highest relationship to love it's coming into next highest relationship to life to creative potential it's coming into next highest relationship to relationship itself right it's it's coming into next highest relationship that's 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 it that's and you could keep it blocked away in a corner and keep it in a box. Go for it. Go, go for it. You can. We all have choice, and there's nothing to preventing you from doing that. Like, and if that feels right for you to like sexuality stays over here in a box on the shelf and it is only about fucking in the bedroom. That's, that's okay. That's totally okay. But if there is any part of you, any part of you going, I think there could be a little something here. I, th- I think Sabrina might be honest, or for myself, I th- I, th- I think there's a there's something else here. I, th- I think this could shift a little something in my life. You don't have to bite the whole enchilada that I'm sharing sexual energy, touches everything. Th- throw that in the fuck it bucket, right? Throw that in the fuck it bucket. But if there's any part of you that's like, huh, you know, if that, if that brings about more energy, if that brings about my capacity to be more present, if that brings about maybe a little bit less judgment or a little bit less projection that I place on my partner, or if that brings about, I don't know, a little bit of a healthier relationship to, to food, to addiction, to, you know, to, to how I sustain myself, to how I nourish myself, well, Maybe it's worth it maybe maybe it's worth diving into some of these practices maybe it's maybe it's worth exploring a little bit more maybe it's worth dancing with my sexual energy in the shower maybe it's worth doing a little bit of self-inquiry maybe it's worth breaking out of the box a little bit maybe it's worth it maybe it's worth it wow um, so much love to you all into our community and um, Uh, so grateful for those of you who are here live for those of you watching the podcast youtube wherever we're kind of hanging out just super grateful if you got something out of this leave a comment leave a like leave a subscribe leave a share leave a something if there's a topic that you would love to go further into in a future live or a future podcast let us know we read all of them Um, we take all of them to heart and just feel what serves so absolutely grateful for that for those of you who are in living reunion y'all sponsored this one so for those of you who are in that three-month journey going through it. And this week we worked with sexual energy. Um, Thank you all. It was you who inspired this and you who sponsor it. All of you who've ever done a rewilding or reunion or Sabrina Lynn or soul immersion program. It's you who makes all this possible. And I'm so grateful that we get to share this much freely and this much publicly. So thank you to all of our sponsors, anyone who has ever done anything with us. Um, It's because of you that we get to do this. All right. So much love to you all. I will see you when I see you, where I see you, and how I see you.